family. A blessing to hear. That was one of our church's favorite songs in Greece. One of mine as well. It's just, it's like a progression hymn. Verse by verse, they build upon each other, but then each verse also gives you the reason why. It's almost like overflowing when you get to the chorus. This is why I sing, O Savior God, to me. Just such a blessed song. Thank you very much, Reeds. All right, let's open our Bibles tonight to Jonah chapter 1. This Sunday night, we have our service at 6 o'clock. Uh, of course, Sunday morning as well, but su- this will be our pretend fifth Sunday this, uh, this uh, Sunday night. Uh, 6 o'clock, as usual, it's not going to be on live stream. So uh, if you're home watching and it doesn't pop up, uh, don't be surprised. It's not, it's not to lure you here to church. Uh, it's just, it just gives us a little bit more freedom to be able to have more of a family and atmosphere of how we address maybe things in this case about uh, evangelizing to more than to the people of a faith with more than a billion people around this world and something growing as a faddish faith here in America. So uh, we're going to look at that and we'll do that on Sunday night. All right, let's go ahead and we'll uh, have yet another prayer to ask the Lord to just bless and be in this preaching tonight. Dear Lord, we come to you again and Lord, with a great need for you to do something tonight. I know it's middle of the week, Lord. People are halfway through their school week, halfway through a work week. Lord, uh, maybe tired, maybe just uh, discouraged. A lot of different things that people may be facing, Lord, in their personal life, family life, spiritual life. And I pray, Lord, tonight that somehow through the power of your Holy Spirit, as we know that you are able to do, you would reach to each one of us and bless us in the way that each one of us needs from this sermon, Lord. Even though it's a specific topic, Lord, we know that you are able to use uh, your word for anything you need to to work in our hearts, Lord, and I pray that you do the same with my words and that it would be your work tonight that might uh, have an effect in the hearts and minds of your people. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight we are going to look at verse number four and the uh, we're going to take a different look at the faithfulness of God. You know, many times we think about God's faithfulness, we think it's something of joy and something of excitement that we get to extol. Wow, great is thy faithfulness. God's faithfulness is so good to us because we maybe look at it as in our blessings. Oh, look at what God did. God is so faithful. And he is. But we're going to see how God's faithfulness extended to Jonah in a very different way and how that can impact our own lives as well. Jonah chapter four, 3 tells us why we are heading to verse 4. But Jonah rose up to flee. So you have Jonah makes an action. But Jonah's going to do something. And God could have ended the book of Jonah at verse 3 and had a new prophet come. And use somebody, maybe a name of Joseph or somebody, uh, uh, a Naphtali or somebody else to take his message to where he needed it to go. Could have been the shortest book in the entire Bible or never even included So if God had so chosen. But we come to verse 4. God wasn't going to let it go that easy. The Bible says, but the Lord. So verse 3 says, but Jonah... Verse 4, but the Lord. God's going to counter the move of Jonah because 
Jonah is important to God. Jonah's mission is important to God. God looked at it and said, you know what? This man, Jonah, he's worth it. The mission is worth it. And you look at Jonah, we, as we talked about him, and kind of building a character sketch of who this man was. He had one other prophecy that's recorded in Scripture. One other. As Unlike some of the other prophets that had books named after them, it wasn't a long life of ministry or a uh, calling upon calling and how they were ministering to the people of Israel. Jonah had one, and now he has a book that details, as we've saw, looked at our theme, the reluctant servant with a reliable Savior. And now we're going to delve into that theme a little bit more tonight because this short book, it looks at Jonah's failings and finally what he did, and a little bit more failing again, but tonight we're going to look at it through the lens of God's faithfulness. Let's go to Job chapter 5 while we're in the Old Testament. Then we're going to flip over to Hebrews. We'll be flipping around a little bit this evening. So if, um, if you want, you can write them down and listen. Or you can flip along with us as we go through the Bible. God went after Jonah because his faithfulness toward him and he was not willing to let this man go. What a blessing. How he chose to chase him or chase in him, that was God's faithfulness. It wasn't just in the good times, it was even in the, the difficult times. Job 5.17 tells us that God's purpose in chastening or chasing is different than how we perceive it on the, on the other end. How many parents have ever told their child or children before they executed some discipline, you know what? I wish I didn't have to do this, or this actually is going to hurt me is more than it's going to hurt you. And as a child growing up like that, I can testify that you don't believe it. It's like, no, one of us is about to feel a little something, and it's not you. But now as a father on the other end, I can testify that, yes, that is true. I tell my children, I wish I did not have to discipline you, whatever the path of discipline may be, depending on who and what and the age and the in the offense, I wish I didn't have to do this. I really don't. I, but I'm doing it because this is what God says is necessary for you. You don't understand it. I didn't understand it. And as Christians and young adults, adults, we don't understand when God does it. How we perceive it is different than the purpose of it. It really is. Job 5, verse 17. Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. How many people get happy when they're corrected? I mean, we, as human beings, we have a little thing called pride. And that goes very well with correction. I mean, the correction just brings out our humility. Yes? Or no? No. Look at the rest of the verse. Therefore despise not the chastening of the Almighty. So something happens. God says, oh, it's, you're a happy man if you're corrected. So don't despise the, cha 